Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Besties, this is Danny J. I am doing a solo episode today. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, so the last couple of weeks I've been traveling, uh, speaking at a few different events. And one of them was in Phoenix. It was an event for women entrepreneurs. A lot of them were in real estate. It was hosted by a group called Moms in Real Estate. And I talked about priorities. And I actually shared a planning system that I learned back in 2013 that totally changed my life. Um, it was a priority planning system that I learned from a coach. His name was David Bird. And David Bird was, um, I don't know what kind of coach you would call him, a high level something or other kind of coach, a performance coach, except he's not like performance as in athletics, is like high level performance in business. And I was really lucky to work with him. At first, I was really resistant to his methods. He's he's kind of quirky. He's very uh, – he has like a Texas accent. He seemed a little slow to me. And I remember one of the first things he shared was was on planning. And he's like, you can't do more than three things a day. And I remember at that time, I'd have this weird little to-do list I wrote on the back of an envelope. And the day that I was listening to him say, I can do only three things a day, I had 27 things on my to-do list. And I was like, this dude is smoking crack. And by the end of the day, I had actually crossed off a few things, but then I had 29 things on my to-do list. It was like it was growing even though it's crossing things off. So very, very resistant to this guy. But how he became the coach who he was, was he was hired by a man named John pa- John Paul, J. Paul Meyer. Jesus. J. Paul Meyer. J. Paul Meyer was a billionaire. And one thing that David Bird noticed was working with a billionaire that they think a little different than the rest of us people, as you can imagine. Uh, you know, I was just watching a um, YouTube interview with Elon Musk yesterday, last night actually. And that dude thinks way different. He thinks completely different than the rest of us. And in a lot of ways, they have to, right? Because they're on a completely different playing level and they have to be really efficient. So David Bird created this uh, system, which is what I taught um, in Phoenix or in Scottsdale or wherever I was around that area. Um, And I'm not going to share with you that system today, the priority system. However, I do want to share the nine keys of success that I learned from David Bird. So I've been hosting a workshop. I hosted one last Tuesday and I'm hosting one this weekend tomorrow. Actually, if you go to the link in bio, if you listen to this today, Friday, November 10th, um, you can go to the link in my bio on Instagram and sign up for my workshop. And I teach these nine keys to success and then how you use them and how to shift your mindset around money. But I want to just share this portion of my workshop because I think it's really important when we're trying to become successful, this is actually, these nine keys to success can help you in any area of life. So without further ado, um, I would love, I mean, if you're driving, of course, just listen, but if you're not driving and you want to take notes, I think it would be really smart to take notes on this. So nine keys to success. Number one, commit to a system. And it almost doesn't matter what the system is as long as you commit to it. 
So I've had people ask me, especially in the financial realm, what do you think of Dave Ramsey's envelope system? I'm like, it's great if you do it. <laughs> people have asked me when I was a trainer, what do you think of the keto diet? It's great if you do it. The key is to commit to a system too often. And I see this all the time, especially I saw it a lot in fitness, people jumping from one program to another. This one's not working. They'd only give it three or four weeks and then they try something else. And then they try another diet or hopping from one webinar to another and going from one coach to another coach and never trying something all the way. I've been on a plenty of webinars where I've learned something and I go, wow, this could really work, but I would have to do it. So there are things like, okay, people will say run webinars. Webinars work if you do them, but they're not necessarily going to work the first time. You're going to have to try and try and try and try again. So keys to success, commit to a system. Now, I will say also this with a little asterisk. You can change the system after you commit to it, but you have to be fully committed before you change into something else. Even in relationships, I'm actually reading some books, a book on relationships, and I'm like, I'm sticking to this system until I figure it out. I'm not going to give up and try something else. So uh, John C. Maxwell, he's the author of, oh my gosh, I don't know how many books, but in his book, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, he said growth has to be intentional. So if you don't have a system for creating, obtaining, or keeping money, or whatever you're trying to do, losing weight, getting in shape, uh, creating an amazing relationship, it's not going to just happen. Great marriages don't just happen. Good health doesn't just happen, except when you're young. (laughs) So having wealth or creating income doesn't just happen. So number one, commit to a system. Don't want to beat a dead horse, but number two is to make effective choices make effective with an E, E, F, F. Okay. It sounds obvious, but how often do we make choices that hinder our growth or our goals? You know, we say, I want to lose weight, but then you drive through Taco Bell for dinner on the way home or want to save money, but they're like, oh, there's a sale at Sephora. So we spend $300. Effective choices mean that the choices actually move the needle toward what you say you want. So sometimes we make choices out of urgency or scarcity, but are they effective? And the really, the question to ask yourself is, is this helping me get closer to where I want to go or is it helping me get farther? And that's one question you can ask yourself to know if what your choice, if your choices are effective. Number three, overcome and master discouragement. I'll tell you, I'm in the middle of this right now. I've been talking to a good friend of mine who's struggling with some things, and this is the biggest, it's one of the biggest for me that I need to that I need to work on, and I think we all do. Overcome and master discouragement. Huge. Tony Robbins says the ultimate resource is human emotions. If you don't master your emotions, you won't be able to master your life. So why emotions? Emotions rule everything. Why do we get married? Emotions. If we don't master our emotions, we're going to think our resources are the issue. We're going to think the outside is the issue, and we're going to blame the outside instead of taking responsibility for the inside, right? Because it's easy to say, oh, the, it's people aren't hiring. Um, it's the war. It's because I'm a female. Anytime we blame the outside, we take away control, and then we are unable to do anything. And overcoming and mastering discouragement helps you keep going, right? There's <laughs> There's so many times where I just want to quit 
because I'm going, this shit isn't working. I suck. I'm a loser. Like you go down this rabbit hole of thinking you're the worst. Everyone else has something, has a secret that you don't know. But this is the piece that is going to really separate the winners from the losers. And I hate to say losers, but once you start believing you're a loser, you start to act like one. And then suddenly you are in that loser pile. So number three, really big overcome and master discouragement. Number four is to think proactively. Proactively means thinking ahead, thinking one step ahead, two steps ahead, three steps ahead. What kinds of roadblocks might we encounter in the future and how can we prevent those or mitigate those? Um, I've been watching Shark Tank the last couple nights and it's been interesting to see how these sharks ask questions of, hey, what's going to happen if this scenario happens? And they're asking the person who's pitching their idea if they've thought ahead, if they've thought proactively. Asking yourself, what's the worst case scenario? I know a lot of coaches and manifestation people don't want to put worst case scenario out there because they're like, if I think worst case scenario, I'm going to attract it to me. But I, I really don't believe that. I think thinking worst case scenario really gives you an ability to mitigate fear. And oftentimes we react and we we react out of fear and we make choices out of fear. And if we run that worst case scenario and see that maybe it's not as scary as we think it could be, we could be more bold in our decisions. We can make take more risks. And we know that risks are often those things that give us an edge if we take the risk. If we don't take risks, we often don't have a large benefit, right? And I hate to use gambling as, as an example because gambling is a terrible example. But when, when I live in Las Vegas and whenever I've gone, whenever I've gambled, I always gamble the least amount, right? I'm like, I'm going to go the five, five uh, nickel slots, five cent slots. Well, there's been many times I've won on the five cent slots, but I only won like 10, to 10 or $20 because I barely put anything in. Or if I put a $20, put money in the $20 slots, I might win a couple grand because I'm betting more. So it's not to say gamble, but it's to say to take these mitigated risks. And if you can think ahead, you can also assess your risks and know that you can, these things can pay off. When we're being too cautious, we don't have as big of a payout. You know, we're playing the five cent slots because we're being too cautious. So think proactively. What's the worst case scenario? What if you lose your job? What if unemployment runs out and you can't afford your rent? Okay. Worst case scenario, all of that. Uh, can I move back home? Do I have some friends? Can I pick up a side gig? Can I run DoorDash? Uh, can I sell flowers on the corner street? So if that's the worst case scenario and you think through what are the possibilities you can do, now suddenly you're like, cool, I got it. I got myself. I'm not going to worry about all of that stuff now. I can move forward in confidence. Number five is practice humility. So this is just a good practice in general. We are around so many people in the world who are cocky, overinflated egos. Um, we know we know that, and people are attracted to humility. But a big piece is being able to admit when you're wrong, and then take responsibility for that. And I know that my ego has gotten me into trouble before. Meaning, I've been afraid to ask for help when I needed it. Um, I haven't shown people when I'm struggling because I don't want anyone to see that. Humility is the ability to say, hey, I'm not in a good place right now, um, or I need a little help, or I made a projection and I thought this was going to be a winner and, and I was wrong. So practice humility, big key to success. Number six is multiply what works. 
Now, this also seems like one of those, duh, like, of course, you should multiply what works. But often, and I am in, I definitely have fallen into this trap. I've done something that worked and then I want to add something on or I go, ooh, if that worked, let's try something else. Like, oh, I'm doing cardio and this is working. I'm feeling better. How about I do something completely different and go, I don't know. I can't think of an example. I don't know why I picked that example. It's kind of a bad one. But (laughs) I'm saving money and I'm doing this. And then I'm like, let's try this instead. And it's kind of silly how we do that. The other part is a lot of times people keep focusing on what's not working. Okay, I'm doing cardio. It's not working. I tried this diet. It didn't work. I tried saving money. It didn't work. I tried uh, having a conversation with my spouse. It didn't work. Okay, well, what is working? Let's multiply what does work. Focus on what is working and multiply that. Double down on what works. And what David Bird would always say, he say, multiply what works, abandon what doesn't. Not just stop doing it, abandon it. Like it's gone. Stop doing, abandon what doesn't work. If the envelope system doesn't work for you, but keeping a spreadsheet does, then do the damn spreadsheet. Find something that will work for you. So actually, this is something back to number one on commit to a system is commit to that system. And then if it's not working, find a new system, abandon that and do what works. We have a lot of experts out there who share things that worked for them doesn't always work for you. I was always struggling with waking up in the morning, still do. I, I'm feeling a lot better, but I still don't wake up at 6 a.m. ever. I wake up around 8, okay? But I, I remember listening to so many successful people going, you got to get up at 5 in the morning. You get so much more done when it's dark and everyone's asleep. No, I don't. I'm the one who's doing work at 11 p.m., 9 p.m. I'm up. I, I really don't feel like I get into my groove until like seven or eight at night. That's when I'm like, ah, okay. Now I'm like typing. I'm excited. I'm writing things out. So find what works for you. Abandon the rest. Number seven, focus on what matters most. Okay. What matters most in your circumstances? Is it keeping a roof over your head? Is it keeping your mental health stable? If you're in business, what matters most to your bottom line? What are your KPIs, your key performance indicators? Sometimes we're focused on one thing. Maybe you're focused on something in your business like your social media likes. Is that the thing that's actually turning the needle in growing your income level? No. Your key performance indicators might be how many people you get on your list because you're trying to build top of funnel because you know if you have more people in your list, you're promoting to more people and your percentages go up. But what are those things? Focusing on what matters most. If you need to make 20 calls a day because that's what matters most, but you're spending your time organizing files, what are you doing? So this is also focusing on the highest payoff activities. Not necessarily focusing on what matters most, like, oh, your health matters most. Sure, it does. However, if you're healthy and you're already doing all the right things, what matters most and what you're trying to accomplish? So focus on what matters most highest payoff activities. Number eight is invest wisely, but never invest in your ego. So the first thing you should always invest in is knowledge and education. We, I mean, in this, in millennial generation, we were drilled. You need to go to college, get a degree, get a good job, right? So our parents were definitely much believed in investing in education. 
a lot of us here have an education, but investing in knowledge and education is a lifetime. It's not like, oh, I got my degree. I'm never going to learn again. I'm never going to read a book again. That's the first thing you should always invest in. So invest wisely. But the thing that's cost me more than anything, costs me millions of dollars is my ego. And I kind of mentioned this earlier, but your ego is things like, I can do this myself. I can figure it out. I don't need help. Ego has no place for growth. You, If you think you know everything, you are going to miss out on a lot of opportunities by thinking you're the smartest person in the room. And maybe you are, but thinking you have nothing else, else to learn, you are not going to get anywhere. And if you're in right now a one-step-forward, two-step-back cycle, there is likely some ego at play that you maybe need to do a little digging. So invest wisely, but never invest in your ego. And number nine, the last one is dream big. And this is <laughs> uh, sometimes when I hear you like dream big, shoot for the st- shoot for the moon, and at least if you fall, you land on the stars or something. It's you know so cheesy, but abundance is the essence of dreaming big enough. Sometimes it's not that we don't dream big; we just don't dream big enough. We don't know what's really possible. Uh, I remember hearing an example about money and wealth being like the ocean. So if I gave you a bucket and I said, hey, go to the ocean and just start collect, collecting water, collect as much as you want or, you, or need, just take buckets of water, all for you. Would you ever worry that if you took one bucket or even a hundred buckets, that there wouldn't be enough left for anyone else? No, right? I mean, even if I gave, if there was a thousand people, I said, everybody go take some buckets of water and everyone took a thousand buckets. It would, it would be ridiculous. And so money is really like that. And the amount of money out there is like the ocean. We're so worried that if we take too much for ourselves, there's not going to be enough for everyone else. And that's just simply impossible. In fact, the more you can take for yourself, the more you can help others who are unable to help themselves. Maybe the more you take, the more you can give to maybe the person who can't swim and get out there or lift the water. So dream big in in a way that is opening your mind to greater possibilities than you can even imagine. Whenever I think about space, I watched this movie Interstellar uh, a few months ago, and I my mind just expanded in a way almost to where I was confused. I'm like, I don't even understand how vast the universe, the galaxies are, what is past this atmosphere. Sometimes, and I love traveling, sometimes even when I travel, it blows my mind. I went to Greece this summer and I was like, man, we are on the other side of the world right now. And my dog is back at home and I'd look at the phone to see what time it was there. And I was like, this is so crazy. We're existing at the same time. At nighttime, we'll look at the same moon, but my nighttime is happening right now and she's in the daytime or vice versa. So just dream bigger. If you're only thinking about how to just pay the bills and just get ahead, like that's a step, but let's dream bigger than that. So those are the nine keys to success. And I would love, I'm curious as to which ones you feel like if you worked on, it would help you the most. And I'm going to just recap real quick. So number one was commit to a system. Number two, make effective choices. Number three, 
overcome and master discouragement. Four, think proactively, think ahead. Five, practice humility. I like that it's also practice. That is something that is a practice. <laughs> Number six, multiply what works slash abandon what doesn't. Number seven, focus on what matters most, highest payoff activities. Eight, invest wisely, but never invest in your ego, which is kind of back to humility on number five. And nine is dream big. So I hope this is helpful. It's very much like a, I hope it's a little bit actionable too. Um, and you can take whatever you're struggling with right now and take these nine to key, keys to success and kind of plug in what you think would help you in that situation or scenario in your life at the moment. So I hope this helped. Let me know if you like this episode or these types of this type of content. Uh, hit us up on the Best Life Podcast on Instagram. Would love to see you there. You can always DM us. If you like this episode, screenshot it, tag us. We'll always repost you. Love that. And you can go to thebestlifepodcast.com. And over there, you can actually download a playlist. If you go to thebestlifepodcast.com slash playlist, download a playlist of certain topics. So we've got our money topics. We have our relationship topics. We have our affairs topics. All of those are separated in case you really want to go deep on one particular area. You can also join our private Facebook group from there. Join there and you can share in our group the things you loved or things you want us to talk about or just some insights you had after learning something. And you can also post anonymously, which is nice in case you just don't want people to know who you are. And I get that. So anyway, thanks for your time and attention. I really appreciate it. And we'll see you on the next episode.